thing was the things that I read in the AA book and also from other books were like a template that you put over the story of my life as interpreted by my mental condition from a point of view of self-centeredness. Yeah? That, and it, there's reams and reams of that stuff. But the template would just come down, lock in, and then it would explain tons of it, tons of it away. Like a statement like, any life run on self-will will not be successful. Yeah? Doesn't have to go into all the particulars of it not being successful, how it looked, how it didn't look. Just the basic principle that any life run on self-will is not going to be successful explains a whole lot yeah, on that, on that story of life. So we've constantly been traveling on this horizontal line, a linear line of I was that way and now I'm not. It's always in this, it's like, a, it's like being on a track. It only has forward and backward as the gear. Yeah, it doesn't expand. It doesn't. It's not circular. Yes. So it's I was this, and now I'm not. Therefore, I'm really happy. I'm not that which I was. But everything, the freedom from it and the bondage to it, both they emphasize the self that's free and the self that was bonded. That's the real bondage. The real bondage is the constant emphasis of this little story, this action figure. That you the and that's what makes freedom so glorious. Not the freedom itself, it's that you were free, and then it makes it so important when you think you're not free. Yeah? You don't give a damn about most other people, but it's you. That the you is the glue. Things do not bind you. You but use things to bind you. Your head, the head uses thoughts to bind itself or to bind what we are to this idea of being what we're not. Yeah? This mental process uses feelings to, to emphasize the feeler. Yeah? It uses actions to emphasize the actor. And then as soon as, it, as soon as the actor is taken to be a fact, it just riffs on it. I'm a bad actor, I've done terrible things, I'm never going to be forgiven. Fucking, you've never been done anything to be forgiven. You're the one that's keeping yourself on your own hook. Yeah? You're asking for forgiveness and release, but you're the one that's bonding. You're the, I, the mental process that seems to be located where you are is it. Like we were at that meeting today, it was at a meeting, and, it's, and the resentment's the topic. And if you hear it, maybe you don't hear it this way, but how I hear it, it sounds like resentment's a thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it takes up space. Let's say there's, a, there's one right in that room. You know what I mean? There's a big fucking resentment. You know what I mean? There, it's not a thing. It's how you see something. Yeah? So one day, you can, something can initiate a resentment, the next day it doesn't. It's got to prove to you, just by that simple example, it has no reality other than what you give it. Because how could it be a resentment one day and not a resentment the other day? And then there'd be a resentment again the next day. What's the one constant? Your focus. Yes! You. You, the sense of you, is the one who had the resentment and the one who's free now from the resentment, but there's a belief that there's still going to be many of them coming. Like there's a giant, like a fucking, something that spawned them somewhere in like uh, Vallejo, and they're, come, they're going to come over the Richmond Bridge. I can see a big freaking resentment coming my way. You've never seen a resentment. It's, in, it's how you see. Yeah? How you see it. Yeah? And that's what I'm saying. We've had enough experience, if you're in recovery, to know how you see things doesn't work. You know? How you hold things isn't... It, it's not a really a workable way to hold things. It's like denial, disassociation, avoidance. Those aren't... They're not workable. Yeah? All they do is produce tons of pollution. Yeah? And which basically what you have to do is act as oh, act, it's like it's like being on a boat where everyone has a shit in their pants, yeah, and no one wants to say it. The the boat stinks to high heaven, but everyone's walking around saving their imaginary face and losing their fucking ass, yeah. And they go back to the same system that failed them, looking for a solution. That's a total insanity, yeah. This, see, the program of AA is not a self-help program. It's not about learning how to manage things. It's about really 
giving up your allegiance to the failed system with the hopes that another system of mind will become available. And for many of us, it's proven to be true. Now, we give it a name of the higher power or spirituality, whatever, but those are just just pointers, yeah? But the point is, we're so... Some of us got so sick and tired of being sick and tired, we became available to the possibility of, of being uh, airlifted out of that system. Yeah? Like it says in recovery, you'll be placed in a position of neutrality. It doesn't say, because you don't even know what neutrality is from selfhood. You wouldn't recognize it because it's right here. You know, so it says you'll be placed in a position of neutrality, and after you live from there for a while, you'll get an idea what neutrality is—not a mental idea, but a living idea. It'll be tactile to you. You'll understand the word serenity and no peace. These things will become a living event in your own life, not something you read about for someone else or Bill W or anyone. You, yeah. This is so. All right. If, if there's any love or any longing for that system of self, you're going to be stuck there. It's like, the, it's like the sirens of Ulysses. Ulysses' true freedom was not looking back. Yeah? As soon as you look back, they have you. That's sort of like the story of the selfing. The selfing singing all your golden oldies and projecting, this is how it's going to be. And if you listen to it, it's got the most sensitive Geiger counter. Once there's an interest, it's, uh, you, it's like when I had uh, the hernia, and I was looking up for the hernia on the internet, suddenly I got flooded with hernia belt advertisements, you know what I mean? Because I was a prime customer for a hernia belt, I had a hernia, yeah? Like, who else is going to be shopping for a hernia, you know, looking up hernias unless they have one? This is all it needed, and then the programming, boom, boom, dumps you all this stuff. This is exactly what goes on. If there's an interest, and usually the only, what causes the interest to arise is that it's about you. It's about you. That's the glue that got it. I saw it. The glue that, it's not like the production is so good, it's the audience. Yeah? We're aligned or we're identified with the star of the movie. That's why we're entranced, even when it sucks. This 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 that didn't even make going to DVD immediately. It's never even been released. It's that bad. Yeah. The only person who'll see the life of Paul would be another Paul, basically, or someone that went out with a Paul and had a you know had a conviction that they were fucked or something. Paul, no one's going to go sit and sit through this movie. Yet we're totally enamored by it. Why? How could it be that no one else is so intrigued by about you? Yeah? Because it's all about them. Yeah? They're the special you in that sense. So here's all these yous. We all seem to have a story, but each one of us crowns the story of you as a me. That's the specialness, and that's the, that's the glue that bonds us to this idea of being a self, because we think it's about us. Yeah? We'd be bored stiff. Haven't you had it happen? People come over your house and start bitching about what's not happening. Oh, I'm so afraid I'm going to be fired. Have you been? No. I'm so afraid. <laughs> You're like bored stiff because it's not even happening. You can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it. And maybe you'll listen to them if you want to sleep with them or something. You're looking for something. So you put up with them talking about their cat for eight hours with the hopes that they go horizontal. Once that, you're never going to listen about their cat for eight hours again. You all, it was only a deal that was being consummated. Okay, yeah, I'm so interested. Yeah, I'm so interested. It's so insane. So we have this information. You come into recovery, and the program illuminates what it's like to have the parasite of alcoholism. Yeah? So that maybe, just maybe, when you go to meetings and you hear people talk, and you know, when you came in, you have a sense of terminal uniqueness. That's one of the main foundations of selfing, is terminal uniqueness. That no one understands you. Yeah. No one's done the things you've done. No one's felt the way you felt. No one's thought the way you thought. And you come in, and that's blown right out of the water. If you tell the truth after about a month, you realize two, only two conclusions can be come to. How did they get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. How did they get my feelings? How could, if my feelings are so so 
dispense, they, maybe they're not mine. You know what I mean? Maybe all of us are sharing from a particular point of view that's been taken over by all this one parasite called alcoholism. So we go where alcoholics go, we think like alcoholics thinks, we hear, and yet we don't fucking see it. We still think it's me. Yeah? The selfing is the prior disease. You're not going to relieve selfing through, through alcoholism, the relief from alcoholism. Selfing can, it can thrive in the relief from alcoholism. It can thrive because there'll still be a strong feeling you're the one yeah, who's free. That's what happens. So here, if you can, for me, this information just happened and then the mind downloaded, entertained it, and then something came up that, well, if I'm not that... This whole idea of Paul, if I'm not that, I can be free from it. Before being identified as it, I can only entertain being free as it. Or for it, not from it. And as it and for it is still bondage of self. But from it is a radical relief. A radical relief. Not a little, oh, I felt so good, but I'm still fucked. No, no. You're not still fucked. You never were fucked. Change of state. It's a change of state, exactly. But who's going to make the change occur? Not you. You hear it, and then you entertain the possibility. And then sometimes it's, it, it bears fruit, and maybe it doesn't for some people. But for me, it bore fruit quite fast, quite quickly, and it was like an unspoken yes. And that became my last answer. Yeah. And I don't deviate from it because if you leave the root, if you don't want to look, if you don't look at the exact nature of the wrongs, the wrongs are going to grow. Yeah? You've got to see what's the Petri dish they're growing out of. And it's said very clearly in some of the writings of Bill W. It says, fear is the chief activator of character defects, as Bill sees it. All right, so that's a pretty interesting statement, yeah? Fear is the chief activator of character effects. So you and I are in a fear that we're not going to get what we want or lose what we have, and therefore we get dishonest or we do this. All this stuff happens, yes? Okay, that's simple. But what's causing the fear? Yeah. People are giving fear way too much credit because Bill W. says again in the big book, he says, why are you in so much fear today? You can read it right on page 67, I think. Why are you in so much fear today? And then there's a period, so he doesn't let you start talking about why. <laughs> it says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Yeah? That's the statement. That's the statement of recovery. Why are you in so much fear today? Now, here comes the stories, and they're all great, you know. We can identify usually with the story, but we don't want to identify with the solution. So here, all right. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Okay. So, it wasn't self-reliance just failed you that one day, like Tuesday between 11 and 3. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's saying that he's making a statement. Self-reliance is a failed system. Yeah? If your mind is relying on, self, on, self, on the system of self-centeredness, and how you know that you are is you're identified as a self. <laughs> if you're identified as the self, your mind is now open to the influence of self-centeredness. Yeah? And that's going to kick off the fear, the anxiety, and then the anxiety is going to lead to the character effects, and decisions going to be made out from those character effects, and the shit's going to hit the fan, and you'll feel like you don't deserve it, and therefore you'll go back and make another decision based on self, and after a while, you'll do almost anything to get relief from that fucking slavery. Even though you know it's totally insane to drink, you will drink. Yeah? Because the imperative com- becomes, I need relief, now. Yeah? So this is not relief for that, or as it, but from it. Yeah? If you see that, how can you and I be the problem? Yeah? Well, it just says in AA, we're the problem. Yeah? We're not people with problems, we are the problem. How can you and I be the problem, and yet there's a possibility of a solution? How could you and I be the problem, 
and yet there's still a possibility of solution. Well, I would say the only way it can be that seemingly that way is if it, if it's identification as a self, yeah, is the problem. Yeah. So in a sense, when you identify as self, you're the problem. But the good news is you're not a self. You're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's the solution. Yeah. I can't. You can't tell me another way you can see it. If you are the problem, then if you are this, you're always going to be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so how could there be a solution for that? There isn't. But from it is the solution because you have not lost your nature by the identification as being a self. It's only been, let's say, disguised, or let's say, covered over. Yeah? And so therefore, the solution is always available at all times, because there's nothing that can happen here that can ever change that fact. Yeah? The only thing, things, what happens here, and it's stated in the beginning of the forwards of the big book, it says, you and I are, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly means to it appears to be true or false to us. Yeah. So basically, if you take this, if you're taking, if the mind's taking itself to be a true, this body, then that problem will seem as real as real can be. But it isn't real, actually. It can only seem to be real. You're the reality. And for it to seem to be real, the real has to be taking into certain things into consideration. Usually the act of being identified as what it's not will make everything else seem fucking real. Yeah? There's the solution. It's right in front of our faces right now. You use these little things, they'll bring you. It's like tying a string to a mouse. It's going to bring you to the hole where it comes from. Yes? You are, how can something seem so real and then not, and then real again? You're giving it the reality it has. You're the only reality there is. And everything you're believing to be so can only reach the level of seemingly so based on that it's appearing to be true or false to you. You're it. You. Not as Paul or Robert or this and that, but you as what you are is it. Yeah? You're it. You're the solution, and you can seem to be the problem. You are the solution, and you can seem to be the problem. Yeah? Certain things have to be in place for you to seem to be the problem, and I'm saying how it's put in place is identification as a self. I think the obsession with self reinforces the identification. That's all it is. It's not has no other point than that. The obsession you getting out of an obsession very rarely leads you to the true obsession which is you're obsessed with this idea of being a someone. Yes. Get the right diagnosis, and then you can expect a real radical relief. I could be totally wrong, but I don't believe so. I've seen it. I've looked at it for a long time. And I haven't heard anything other that gets close to it. I keep seeing the reinforcement of self all day when people are sharing about being free from it. There's still a sense of being a person. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self isn't terrible things happening to you and or great things happening to you. It's the feeling of being the one they're happening to. That's where the bondage lies. It doesn't care if it's good, quote, what you call good or bad. Yeah? It's just that it's used to, to cause the mind to feel like it's a someone that this stuff is happening to. Yeah? And if there's a claiming of being the one... That claiming opens up to a lot of downloads from self-centeredness. And you're going to see life from that point of view. You're not going to see life as, it, as it's happening. You'll see an interpretation of it that it's happening to you. It's hugely different. Uh, hugely different. Yeah. That's what happens. A lot of people get everything really well, and there's still the same emptiness is still available there. They're still not satisfied. Because they're never going to be satisfied. The greatest self they can become is still going to probably be dissatisfying. Because they're not that. Yeah? There's something other than that. Inherently complete right now at all times. Always available. With no requirement necessary to meet it. You play the game of requirements. Yeah? The mind does. And it can call off the whole thing and, like a, and not even 
not even a second in time, because the solution is of timelessness. It has nothing to do with processes and productions and achieving or attaining. It has to do with recognizing you're not that which has to achieve, attain, this and that. Yeah? You question the basic reference your whole life is based on, and maybe it's not so. Maybe you've been looking at the game board from square three, never from square zero. And now, from square zero, it makes totally different sense than when you look at it from square three. Yeah. Totally different. <laughs> the pursuit of happiness is like a form of slavery. How does experience relate to your view? Experience can verify it, can validate it even more if you need the validation. But it's not of experience. It's not of experience. It's prior to experiences. But here in manifestation, experiences can be, you can see it and, and, and have all those experiences verify yeah, what's actually going on. But it's not an experience. That's the dilemma. People have this, in, like a very insistent habit, mental habit, that they want to be here to get it. Yeah? And they're getting it as an experience which is not an experience. It's a state, and it's actually prior to all states. What we call a state would still be a mental state. This is like a state of being, let's say, which is complete in and of itself. It doesn't have time involved in it. It's not progressing. It's not reaching a crescendo. It's totally complete. Yes? Yes. Whatever happens here doesn't influence it, doesn't tattoo it. It's like the sky allowing everything to appear in it. And it's not even giving it permission. That's just its nature. The mind's nature is allowing everything that arises to appear and everything to depart back into it. Yes? doesn't have preferences. The joy, the fun of living is to have preferences and this and that. But to take, the, take yourself to be the one who has the preference is hell. It's not the preference that causes you to be blind to what is. It's the one who has the preference, yeah? People are trying to get rid of things that you don't need to get rid of, your opinions. But if you hold on to the oldest opinion, that you're the one who has the opinions, that's bonding. Yeah? And it's just going to translate into traveling lighter on a grand scale in your life. It may, you may have a very little part to play on the stage of this huge event, but I'll tell you, it will be very, very expansive. Yeah? Because your mind will be expanded. It won't be so confined in the straitjacket of selfing. Yeah? With the hopes. What it uses... Look at what happens if you're devoted to the thought system. Okay? So, let's say the idea of enlightenment. You hear the, the idea of enlightenment. You read some book or something... And then, basically, which enlightenment represents a cessation of all suffering, it represents many things, and yet, your head will use enlightenment to beat the shit out of yourself, pointing out to you you're not enlightened, that guy's getting faster, getting there faster, or the worst is you were once enlightened, then you did something to screw it up, and now you don't feel like you're ever going to get enlightened again. That's a real... That's a real, that's a real good one. So, it would be better in a way that you never were awake than to think that you were awake once and then you did something to, you know, to exile yourself from it. <laughs> Same thing with peace. Here comes peace, yeah? But peace is bookended in you and you and you with time. So now the peace lands and immediately your mind gets anxious. When's it going to go? Is it going to be here tomorrow? That ain't peace. It's not peace of mind. It's from that activity. Peace from it. Like we were talking today. You get relieved of the need to be liberated. Yeah. You get the need. You're not falling for those hooks anymore. <laughs> this thing, if you take this to be you, it's going to be an urban renewal project the last second of your day. You're going to spend so much attention and time judging it, opinionating it, trying to improve it, and you don't realize all that self-interest is defeating it, the whole thing. If it's not you, you'll leave it. The body will love when you get that it's not you. It will, it will be freed from that huge yoke of being the, the center of the universe. <laughs> the Urban Real New Project will be think all that money that's caught up in that 
called interest and attention will now enrich your life instead of enslaving it in time. If you are listening to the thoughts and you believe they're yours, you're in, you're in a big, big current of time. It's almost like a big hand is on the back and just constantly pushing you from each moment to the next. You can't even entertain what's going on, so you just hope that it's going to be better later. Yeah, it's insane. To me, it's slavery. It's truly slavery. Yeah. So there is a possibility. Hear it and see what happens. You know, entertain it. Find out. If you believe what the way we stated, like this is another big one. This is one that hit me the most when I first started. My mind was getting reconfigured, let's say. And that was because I did these workshops every week in AA, sort of going, going over with people the inventory process. So I always used to make the statement, but then my mind changed and the meaning of the words just got totally illuminated in different ways. And it was a very simple statement. It says, being convinced, this is page 64, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty. That's what convinced means. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's a beautiful statement because he separates the two, self and us. Yes? We're us, and then there's this idea called self. It's an idea, a mental idea. You can't take a picture of it in an x-ray. It's a mental idea. So, all right, being convinced, all right, so do you believe with certainty that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us? If you do, okay, we're now going to look at some of its common manifestations, meaning selves, yeah? Follow the logic, it's beautifully put out. And the next paragraph starts with the word resentment. So, if you follow this logic, resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. It's not your manifestation. These aren't your resentments. They're being produced by a point of view. Yeah? If you're looking at things from selfing, you're gonna have a, you're gonna see a lot of threats, and most of them aren't even there. Yeah? If you look at things from selfing, there's gonna be incredible anxiety that you're gonna lose what you have or not get what you want because you're relying on a failed system. That's the most appropriate reaction to the mind relying on a failed system is anxiety. Yet we don't notice it. We keep calling it our anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep pledging allegiance every time there's another manifestation of selfing in one's life comes to light we immediately claim oh I didn't know I was that fucked up you know? it's constantly it's incessant and so while we're going over all the things we think we are and trying to get better you don't realize the act of claiming them to be yours is the dilemma yeah if you could just all that stuff would lose a lot of influence in one fell swoop if you got to the exact nature of the wrong, the root. And the root isn't that you have a problem. The root is you're the problem. And that's where the solution lies. You would finally admit, I'm the problem. I'm really the problem. And then what will dawn on you is, and I'm not. You see? And therefore you realize, I never was, nor can I ever be. I am the sky. And all, every time the bird shits, it never lands on me. When it rains, it does, I don't get wet. These clouds, they're moving through me, but they don't affect me one bit, yeah? See the quality of mind. Even though it's been disturbed, seemingly, or captured by a mental process, offering this idea, hey, you're this figure. Yes, you're the center of the universe, is this. You're the doer of everything that's ever happened through you. You're seeing everything. Yet it's totally a story, because... You're looking out this window, and because your eyes open, you're going to see whatever comes to pass. Yeah? Or people have a feeling, and then they go, oh, I didn't want to feel that. It's too late. Yeah? You're like a fucking afterthought. Yet you're assuming that you're prior to. It's a trick. You're an afterthought that you're the one that's doing it, but you're not. You're like a little interpretation that comes along after the conscious contact occurs. And then you make the conscious contact underemphasized so you become unconscious to your nature and you take yourself to be this mental idea that you're this little action figure who was there yesterday, who's going to be there tomorrow, therefore I am here now. The thought system puts the imaginary seed in, 
it irrigates the water all day with the obsession. It puts on an artificial light on it. All your attention and interest goes to that you. And therefore, it seems to thrive in only that mental realm. That's the only place it seems to grow. Yeah? So, the thoughts think about you as, as a body. Your thoughts, even when you think of yourself as a spirit, is framed as a body. <laughs> you can't get away from the body identification. So, the thought system pictures you as a body. And so, let's say it starts thinking about you two years ago when you were impatient. All right? Let's say that. What, do you, why would you want to leave here? And go three years hence, which is not happening. It's because it's about you. So your interest and attention, like a bloodhound that's trained, goes back, and then the thoughts are about you three years ago, yeah? And you remember you, but where do you remember you? Right now. The mental process is using time to remember itself as a self. The same thing with future. You think about yourself, what's going to happen to me? If my knee doesn't get better. What's, of course, usually, if you've got a certain attitude of negativity, it's not going to be looking good. <laughs> so, your weatherman is like a crazed weatherman, and if you listen to it, all your closets have tons of fucking storm gear, because it's not going to be good. So, there you are thinking about your future, and, and people, because they think it's the future, they don't see the connection of remembrance, but it's totally remembrance. You're remembering yourself... Now, by thinking, by the thought system thinking about you in the future, you don't see it. Self has to be remembered because it's not so. Your thought system, that's its prime agenda, is the way it's centered now in self, is to reinforce the self. So the thought system, that's why they call it self-centered. It's centered on this idea of self. So it keeps reinforcing that idea by thinking, and it couldn't do enough of it now to make it have an impact, so it made a little aspect of now, there, and then. It made up past and future, and you're just dwelling in the past and the future because that's where you thrive. The you that you're not. And you're hoping for freedom from it, not now, but in the future, based on what I do and get and have, which is still the bondage of self. If you think you produced it, yes, if you work really hard to get there, I'm telling you, you believe that you can do something to lose it. That's not fucking freedom. That's a conditional deal going on that you're, you're, the, you're the one that's reigning supreme. You're going to say when you're closer to God, and you're going to be the one that says when you're far away from God. That's playing God. Playing God with God. So this is about seeing. We already have enough information. It's just how to, how to maybe put it together, with, like with a string of light, and then to see where it leads. And so if you go to the exact nature of the wrong, yeah, if you let go of all your old ideas, what's the oldest idea? All you've got to let go of is one, which is the idea of being you. That's it. All the other ideas are, are reinforced and held in place by that. Old ideas would be seen as old ideas, but not by you. <laughs> So, everything leads right back to that false Rome. Yeah? You go there, and so you keep... So, maybe ask yourself a subjective question. Instead of, oh, I shouldn't be worrying about next week, just use the activity of worrying about next week and ask, who is it? Who is it that's worrying? And who is it that's being worried about? Am I that? Yeah. If you're not, what's going to happen? Find out. I don't know for you. But what I found out, what's causing all this stuff to have sway in me is my interest and attention is wedded to it because it's about me. When I entertain that me isn't me, I lost interest in all of its reinforcing, all of its facilitation, all of its fucking claiming. I lost interest in it. Yeah? And without your compliance, it cannot make anything seem to be so. You're the only thing that can make what seems to be so seem to be so. It needs you. It needs the compliance of the mind. Yeah? This isn't a victimhood or a passivity or waiting for a savior. It's waking up.
waking up to the state of waking. That's it. It's not like anything happens. You just wake up to that possibility. Yeah? And then that starts being so for you. And what it does is all the information distills into one thing. Hey, I'm not that. Yeah? I am not that which I took myself to be. I don't know what the hell I am, and I don't even care. But I know what I'm not. Because you cannot know what you are. You can only know from what you are. What you are is never going to be an object to a false knower. It's never going to be an object. So, you're never going to experience it. You're never going to know it. Yeah? All your little mental gauges can't pick it up. Because they're not, they're not programmed for that. They're programmed in recognizing things. They're not going to recognize the, the ever-present state of nothing. Yeah? So it's like, the, it's like, here we are, like in AA and stuff or something, when you have the spiritual awakening. It's like the fit, it finally dawns on the fish, the water it's in. Yes? You get a sense of the milu. You get a sense of it. Yeah? Instead of knowing, oh, I know where that kelp went and them clams and I ran into that fish one time years ago. It scared the shit out of me. All, this, all of that. Suddenly it gets the sense of what it is, that water. Yeah? Why do you, you know, you never have to leave that sense. It can always become a stabilized sonus, yeah? And then while you go out and foray and do all this and do that, you'll never have to, there'll never be a belief that you're really far away from it. There'll never be a belief that you have to do something to reclaim it. None of that will hold any more water. You'll always be available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Because it's prior to meeting anything. Yeah? So you see, all right, so now there's been the recognition of the problem. And so that, you would say, would be the solution. Yeah? The true recognition of the problem would be the solution. So now, the solution, from the solution's point of view, the problem is imaginary. It can only reach the level of seemingly so. It doesn't have any reality other than what I give it, basically. Okay, when that happens, is there any need for a solution? Because the problem has been seen, shown to be imaginary. There goes the solution. That's how beautiful it is. You don't even need to have a solution. You are the living of it. Yeah, that's great. You get totally taken out of the equation. Because if you're in the equation, you're going to play in frequency with it. You're going to play, oh, I'm disconnected from it. Oh, I did something. Woo! That totally exiled me for at least three years, you know. In fact, I shouldn't have done that. All, this, all of it just emblazoning and emphasizing the sense of self. So then you go on and on. Look at page 84 or something where it says, hey, you'll cease fighting everyone and anything. Yeah. What? You'll cease fighting everyone and any and every and everything. It doesn't even say alcoholism anymore. It says anyone or every, anyone or anything. Then it talks about all these things that you'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. So one of the main archetypical formats of selfing is doing and having. That's removed. Yeah, you didn't do and have yourself in this. You were placed in a position of neutrality. You'll start, all this stuff will start happening, and you'll get to a point where the problem will not exist for you anymore. Now, you can have an experience of that, but if you want it to be stabilized, realize the problem doesn't exist as you. Yeah. It doesn't exist as you. Get to the exact nature of the wrong. Identification as a self. Yeah? Not that you're unburdening all the burdens that a self has. You unburden the self. Yeah. then the problem doesn't exist for you and that will stabilize it will not be an experience anymore based on your condition, it will be a state you'll move it from the experiential level and into a state level which is much more reliable because it's always available and it's not based on circumstances and situations yeah? you outshine circumstances and situations now they don't have the ability to dim your light, dim the light. They don't. You give that thing the seeming ability to dim the light. So it can be explained beautifully in The Course of Miracles. says, you are the dreamer of this dream, you and I. Very simple statement. 
If you don't think this is a dream, then explain to me subjective experience. If something was real, I would think it would be real to every one of us. Yes. But it isn't, because it's we give the meaning to the thing. Yeah. So basically the thing has no meaning whatsoever, other than being a carrier of the meaning we give it. Yes? It's just a possibility, and then we enliven it, enliven it with our belief. So, all right, so you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah. We forgot that we're dreaming. This is the important, this is the activity. Because I don't think you are bonded to self ever. And the bondage of self is an activity. It's offered, and there's either a compliance with it, or there isn't. So the possibility of being bonded as a self is, is available as long as the mental system is cooking. Yeah? It's going to present life as you, you know, as, it, as it pertains to you. Yeah? So the mind can buy into it, and if it does, then what, what's seemingly real will really seem real. <laughs> and when it, has, when it doesn't buy into it, it'll have an immunity to what's seemingly real. And because it'll have a taste of what is real. Yeah? So here, you and I are the dreamer of the dream, but we forgot we're the dreamer of the dream. How is that forgetfulness being maintained? Time's passing, stasis. It's being maintained by remembering self. Yeah? While, you're, while the mind is remembering self, it forgets that it's the dreamer, and now it takes itself to be a dreamt object. Yeah? The body. Because you're sitting right there, and you're perceiving this body. And as a great Zen master says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yes? So, obviously, what's looking isn't this. <laughs> the eye facilitates what's looking to see, but it ain't the seeing. Yeah? It's a simple... That can explain a lot, that simple statement yeah, by Wang Po. So, here I am. So, when my thought system, what it's doing, it's remembering self. Yeah? And if you're engaged with that, and if you're devoted to it, then you'll be in the, in the, ex the experience of forgetting that you're the dreamer. Yeah? And this is what happens. It says, all right, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We're, we forgot that we're dreaming. Yeah? And we've given everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. This doesn't explain your whole life. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're the dreamer. Yeah. By remembering that we're the dreamt, so to speak. Yeah. In that forgetfulness or remembrance, I'd rather look at it as remembrance because that's the activity. Yeah. In that remembrance of being the dreamt object, we give everything all the power to affect us. It doesn't say we give everything, things. We give the things the power to affect us as a thing. Where is there a solution? It's definitely not going to come from the realm of thingness, is it? Because that's the whole system that you're suffering in, in, a, in a way from. You need it to come from something other than thingness, or what we call in AA alcoholism is like a mental state, and you can't find a mental solution to it, so they deem it called a spiritual solution, and that's why it finally worked. Yeah, They stopped going to the same well that was bringing up the poison water, they stopped drinking it, thinking it was going to quench their thirst, and they moved to another well, not of that area, yeah? So now they're at a quote-unquote spiritual well, and now they're finding relief from the mental well, from the spiritual realm, yes? So, what AA does, in my view, is AA, in the way of living, diminishes a mental state, yeah? It doesn't produce a spiritual state, because you can't produce it, you are that, but it, it, it diminishes a state that can be produced, which is the mental state. Yeah? The mental state has overproduced the importance of self. Yeah? So now we're going to get out of the mental state, and when you get somewhat out of the mental state, then its production of the self gets weakened. Yeah? And therefore, what you we're seeing from, you now see. You see the manufacturing of that idea of being a self, instead of looking from it all day. 
So the mental state gets diminished, and then the whole AA program is getting out of self and doing this, doing that. So we keep it to a certain level. We don't, but just by living a certain way, entertaining certain things, it kept that base, so to speak, and then the spirit shines into our lives. Yeah? It actually has an uh, influence, not just a mental, ethereal idea, but a tactile sense. You feel the presence, like it says in AA, a new power will flow in. Yes, you'll uh, learn that you can face life successfully. You'll feel the presence of this this awareness, and you will be re- you will be relieved. Uh, you'll outgrow fear of today, tomorrow, and hereafter. It's pretty awesome. But you're not going out of you're not outgrowing fear as the cause of the fear, which is reliance on self. You're getting you're growing out of the fear by looking at the reliance on self. You're not going at the fear directly. You're going into the cause, the source. Yeah. That's where the radical relief lies. And this stuff I didn't have any idea of. This is coming after the fact. My mind shifted, and because I was introduced to AA a lot, it's used AA to try to describe something, you know, or to point to something, because that's how I review the book now. It points exactly to what happened with me. <laughs> but it didn't ha- just didn't, the understanding wasn't, didn't come first the download occurred, something happened, and then it's, it's sort of sought for an expression or an understanding, and I already had one, which is recovery. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this was perfectly, perfectly fine to communicate or express what wanted to be expressed. It's perfect. It's so perfect to me. So there's, you know what I mean? So I, this is how I, so it, as as an afterthought to something shifting, I realized, oh, that's why it was in the other place it was. Yeah, this remembrance of self. I, I saw by its relief from being relieved of it. I saw what was the mechanization of it, how it kept itself in place. This constant reinforcement through obsession and everything like that of this idea of being a self. You could see it. It became obvious after a while. And then I would take, that would be taken and put into points of the pages of the book and I just, it would like illuminate like a giant vast space of, whoa, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but the understanding is like a booby prize. It's just an invitation. It's like the envelope with the address on it. But the real, the real oomph is inside. You're the inside of the envelope, yeah? You're the product. You are, right as you are right now. This right as you are has never been changed by how you seem to be. Never. Not one iota has what you've been ever changed by what you seem to be. That's the freedom. The freedom comes prior to the bondage, not after it, Yeah? You're free, you're inherently free, and then there's a seeming bondage that causes you to want a seeming relief from the bondage. But you're inherently free from the bondage, prior to it, not after it. Because after it, it's like bondage, relief, bondage, relief. How many times during a day do you feel like you've, you've surrendered, and then five minutes later, you're unsurrendered? Yeah? All it is is like a, a very passing experience that comes and goes that you want to sort of stabilize as an experience. It doesn't work. Yeah? But if you're not, if you've never been bound, then there's no need to be free. You are free. And somehow it doesn't happen to you, it happens through you. Well, it happens through, but not you. Yeah, it finds expression here. Through. This is a doorway. It doesn't doesn't have your name on it. (laughs) This is Paul's doorway. It's just the doorway. (laughs) If Paul's doorway would be the bathroom, I wouldn't go in there. really smells in there. Don't go in there. But no, this is sort of like it happens through in manifestation. In other words, you get hints about what isn't appearing here through the appearances, yes? You start seeing like, the, like uh, you know, that idea of God, uh, it's coincidences or God's way of being anonymous. You start seeing tons of coincidences. You have eyes to see now. So you see its effects where you can't see its effects, yeah? You see its intimation, its influence in what's going on, but you can never see it going on, yeah? That's beautiful to me. That's the, that's like the dance. That's like the, the that's like the, the spiritual striptease. Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there, and then you just get an idea. You see it. Oh, 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 
for you, and then woo! <laughs> no, I swear, that's it's such a flavor. It's like you get a scent, and things things that you can't see it in, they're of it. Yeah, you get a flavor of it because it's you, you, every. Everything is touched by what you are. It's a shame that we live our whole life consumed about us, and yet we never know, we never recognize, you know, we never actually get the sense of living from it. We all get the sense of thinking about it, seeing pictures of it, worrying, being afraid for it, but never just a true recognition of what our nature is. Yeah. It's available. And I'll tell you what had happened with me over years, because I don't like putting up an idea of enlightenment or awakening, so it's basically just we frame it as traveling later. So it's actually the most successful way the failed system can live here is losing interest in itself. <laughs> You'll travel a lot better, because the, the overburdening interest is what's killing you. So... Even at realizing what you're not is going to benefit what you're not more than anything else because it'll travel lighter here. So you won't, you'll live Rule 62 in recovery, which is you won't take yourself so seriously. Yes, you travel lighter. Even though that's not the intent, you would think that would be the, the annihilation of something, but you don't annihilate anything. It was never there. Actually, you'll get your wishes by not being the one who has the wishes. Yeah? You'll be truly an individual realizing you're not an individual. You'll see the individuality of it. I mean, it'll be so much will be on offer because it's not an offer to you. Yeah? All the things you thought would be taken away, most of them were never there to begin with. And uh, if something, if anything happens, it's more of an add, adding on. You just lose interest in all of that preoccupation, and you gain interest right where interest can really enrich your life, which is now. Yes, like right now. You're not displaced by next Wednesday or last Wednesday. Most people come in here, and if they're bothered, it's never by this Wednesday. It's always by couple days ago or a couple weeks from now, yes? They're never really located right where they are, yet you cannot not be located right where you are. That's what's so insane. The mental idea has produces a feeling that you've moved away or moved towards, but you've never moved an inch. How can anywhere or everywhere move anywhere? You know what I mean? Everywhere is pretty much everywhere. <laughs> so it's not moving, Yeah. We become, a, we identify as a special somewhere, and then disconnected, connected, become really pronounced, and oh, I'm so far away from what I used to know, and now but I'm getting closer. It's all made up. It's like a dance where no step has ever been taken. And then you sense it now. Yes, yeah, it's a very nice energy here. Yeah. This is one of the intimations of it. When you hear a message and it has some validity and it resonates in this in the ethers, you're on to something. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things, but very few things resonate as deeply as this has. This was like an unspoken yes. It had nothing to do with what the person was meaning when they said it. It had all to do with how I how I heard it. Yeah, that's the whole point. You are the product of the message. This message is just sort of like a it's sort of like this in a way. Let's say I have an old car, which I do. But, uh, you know, they have the carburetors and everything like that. So the car run, it's not starting. And um, a friend of mine's in the car, and we try to keep starting it and um, flooding it, and it's not going. So we know a little bit about it. So he goes outside, opens up the hood, takes off the air filter, yeah? And then he goes in the back, and we have a gas, a, a can of gas, yeah? So he goes in there. Now, everything is there for it to drive. It's just not driving. So then he puts a couple of drops of gas in, and I pump it, and it starts, yeah? 
That's all that was needed was a couple of things. If I if he keeps pouring gas in, it's going to flood it. Yeah, this is what this message is. Everything is there. Oh, it's available. It's just not being turned on. So all we're going to do is put a couple of drops in and see where it goes. Catalyst. A catalyst. <laughs> yes, a catalyst. An invitation. Not a dissertation, an invitation, a message, not a long message, just a message, yes? And then the repeating of that invitation and a message, if you believe you've forgotten something, yeah? So that those beliefs can be dashed on the rock of certainty, and so that after a while you just realize, you know, all the huffing and puffing can ever blow your immortal house down, Yes? You don't have to put windows in it or nothing to see out of. You know, just, yes, that's it. That's the whole that point of the talk. How do you escape it? Is not being the one that the reinforcement tape is happening. To, you know, is being picked up. You are that which just sees it, but you're not the mental idea of who's seeing it. Yeah. And you just keep going back to it. It's the principle. Principles override circumstances and situations, yes? One principle can be entertained for 80 years of life and be applicable for 80 different years of life. One principle. This is a principle. The principle of you're not that. Yeah? So you see it, you see it, you see it. You never leave that. To me, that's why this is always an introductory offer. We're never going to go to an advanced stage, you know? You're not good. That's why we joke about the secret handshake. There's no secret handshake. It's not that Zen marks come to more meanings than you, therefore Zen marks more available to the message. It has nothing to do with all that shit. It's just a constant reminder if, the, if a reminder is needed. For me, it's, it's just the expression of it is great. So on this end, it's just the expression. I didn't want to wait to go see a guy in India. I thought, fuck it. I'll open up and see what happens. So... And you know what? If you're willing, just play the role of the hose. Water is going to seek expression through you. That's it. Simple as that. That's what I found. So, And I believe, in a way, a, a, an appropriate response to it is to make sure that there's other meetings so that you can repeat it. So that it may be something that's foreign can become familiar to people. So, then, so they can entertain it easier. Yeah? Not like just laying this on someone and splitting, but just, all right, we're going to have a couple of meetings. Don't matter if you come or not. It doesn't matter, but I'll be here. And just share it, share it, share it for the years now with the hopes that we can keep that irrigation going until you realize you're the source of the water. Positive reinforcement. Well, reinforcement, yes, of course. Because look at what repetition does in this life. Repetition is unbelievable. How much? How many times someone, your mother or father, repeated that you're never going to be as good looking as your brother, or something which my mother did to me my whole life. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, of course, you're a little sponge. Doesn't matter if oh, that's crazy. You're taking it in. It becomes so for you. And then you have millions and millions of these things that tend to produce a blindness. Yeah, a blindness to what is or from what is. Because just all of it sort of gets a life that you breathe into it. And now you want to struggle against it, and that's even worse in a way. It's like those thumb things, Chinese thumb thing. You struggle with it, it gets more stuck. And then you see, well, what the hell? My mother just said my brother, I'll never be as good looking as my brother. That doesn't mean anything unless the meaning I gave it, which was a whole lot. You see, that was the dilemma. So all these things that have been stated and our principles, I saw their application of them since I was a kid. You know? The constant repetition, these old ideas, all of them rooted back into the oldest idea of all, being a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? Why go anywhere else until that becomes clear? Because when it becomes clear, going to all those other places gets totally dismissed. <laughs> You're not trying to meditate yourself into heaven anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like things all just sort of play themselves out. Yeah, things that you thought were really important become unimportant. Other things you didn't think were important, they become important. Yeah? 
the whole deck of cards gets shuffled and rearranged, yeah? And then you find out by living, you see how you're doing, so... I found more freedom in not going to retreats and doing this shit than I ever did doing it. That's just how it worked for me. I'd rather put my foot down and not do anything else, you know, than to do, you know, oh, I think I gotta re-up my, no, I, I don't have to re-up fucking anything. It's just always so. Why not, why not live? Why not live the possibility and see what happens, you yeah? You don't have to polish it. You don't have to fucking, oh, I think I need to, you know, sussy, I gotta, you know, give some, you know, put some makeup on it, make it look a little, no, no, just let it be exactly what it is. You know, it'll bleed through your life. So that's it for me tonight.